the grid. A digital frontier. I tried to picture clusters of information as they moved through the computer. What did they look like? Ships, motorcycles. Were the circuits like freeways? I kept dreaming of a world I thought I'd never see. And then, one day, I got in. Good evening, everybody. Hey, how you um, doing? Yes, uh, so um, this is, of course, your standard Sonic Opus crew of Kieran Newton. Dakota Lopez. And Anthony Gunch. And we are doing the first ever, what we are going to call the Sonic Opus Weeklets. I love when I Anthony think. says his name. He's like, Anthony Gunch. <laughs> and Anthony Gunch. <laughs> that's how you, that, that was how he, uh, left it in the first episode. It was great. <laughs> but uh, anyways, so we are going to come to you throughout the week now, or at least we're going to try to, and talk about some different albums, maybe maybe an album that we want to talk, get, give its own little segment that's a new release, or maybe an album that's an old release, seeing as we don't, now that the uh, Records of Remembrance section is over, uh, we don't really have a space for old albums. But, shows. but there are plenty of uh, of old albums that we tend to like, so we'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah. In fact, we actually usually like those more. Well, some of them. Um, but anywho, this is a very special episode because we are doing our first ever soundtrack review. Next week, the movie, the sequel to the fantastic cult classic Tron comes out. It's called Tron Legacy. It hits theaters December, what is it, 17th? Yeah. Eight is yeah. it Friday? Is it really a sequel? Yeah. yeah. You've never seen the original Tron? No, I have seen it. I didn't know. I just thought it was like a reworking. No, dude, no. it's a completely new story. Like he's still in the machine, and his son goes in. Whoa. Yeah, the guy, the the father is the is the young guy from the first one. Yeah, Jeff Bridges. They got him back to do it, which is totally awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So yes, I can't believe we had to clear that up. But yes, it is a sequel, and. The soundtrack is being done entirely, or was done, entirely by the fantastic French, what do you call them? I guess pretty much some of the um, French pioneers. French Yeah, some of the pioneers of techno. Um, Daft Punk. Daft Punk. Yes, they're awesome. So if, if, if you don't like spoilers, you're really going to love this one because we don't have any spoilers to give you. That yeah, there, for, there's no spoilers for... Anything. As of yet. Okay. <laughs> so, Tron Legacy soundtrack. It comes on two discs. By the way, do you guys know why? I'm just curious. Why it comes out on two discs? Yeah. Well, there was the... That's the deluxe edition. It doesn't always come out on two discs, but Disney capitalizes on that extra disc, so... Oh. 
Well, alright then. But yes, we are talking about the special or deluxe edition. Do you want me to just start off? I would love that. Okay. To be quite honest, this this soundtrack really made me miss Daft Punk. Treason! <laughs> no, opinion. But, I, I don't know, it just seemed, it seemed as though it was an entirely different direction for Daft Punk with very little overlap. I feel as though the album was limited in its creativity by the fact that it had to be a soundtrack. I feel as though Daft Punk can be extremely varying, really wide-ranging, using lots of different sounds and themes and ideas, and they're really creative. And they had to stick to three or four musical themes, and it, it kind of bummed me. Do you think because... that do you think that has anything to do with uh, it being a Disney soundtrack? Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it absolutely. That is why. The fact that it is a soundtrack, and also a Disney soundtrack, and it needs to have, like, memorable lines over and over, the fact that I kept hearing them on track after track after track kind of, I don't know, I guess disappointed me? Okay. I don't feel as though, like, the entire first disc was necessary. Because everything covered in the first disc was pretty much covered completely in the five songs on the second disc. And I feel as though that's where Daft Punk was able to be more creative. And the other thing is, I mean, as a soundtrack, I, I, I didn't really like it that much. If only because Daft Punk are, they're great, I love them, but they have very little to no experience in doing soundtracks. It, the entire thing sounded like a cross between the Bourne series movies, their music, Inception and World of Warcraft music. Dun 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 dun. Yes, like they. It, it even had. If you listen, if you look back, if you listen back along the album, you can hear like the Inception, like. Bah. Yeah. Okay. Not, okay. Bah. And then the horn line. And it's like, what? I, I'm just really confused. And then the war drums from World of Warcraft. Uh, yeah, the drums from World of Warcraft, and also the kind of like epic quality that it always yeah, has. Their yeah. music. You see, I, I wasn't I wasn't as critical about this as you were. I, I I enjoyed a lot of it, although I thought it was very very repetitious. Repetitive, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Repet I, yeah repetitious is a word. <laughs> that's not to say that. It's the bad, like, it's bad music. I mean, it's cool. It's a really cool soundtrack. I think it's gonna be a really cool movie if the movie is as cool as the music. But it's not new cool. I mean, it's 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 cool that's been done, it felt to me. What'd you think, um, Anthony? Yeah, I was about to ask. I thought that this album was great, and, you know, I know that they consider it as their sixth album, but they actually really did capture a good Tron sound. I thought it was. I thought they did good because it oh. sounded like a total Tron soundtrack. Like like it could be for a video game also, which is what the movie's kind of based off of. Yeah, and although it's kind of a different turn for Daft Punk, I think that when it came to capturing the sound that fit perfect for the movie, they did great. Yeah, I feel 
well, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I, 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 I feel from the soundtrack that Daft Punk was was the right choice for uh, yes me. for the film because uh, of their uh, of the kind of sound they like to produce. Yeah, absolutely. Very electronic. I'm not saying that they're not. I think that if Disney had to go and choose anybody, they gave the best sound for the movie. And you're absolutely right, Anthony. It definitely does have that signature Tron feel. But this is why reviewing soundtracks is so difficult. Because you have to both look at it as... A soundtrack. And, I mean, and to their other work. Yes, exactly. You have to view it as a companion piece to the movie, but also as something that should be able to stand on its own. I felt a few tracks could stand out on their own. Like you mentioned, there was a few tracks in the second disc. I really liked the, the end title on the first disc and also D-Rezzed. And, and tracks like those that were actually very, very, very much Daft Punk songs, I, I really mm -hmm. enjoyed. But then interspersed throughout the album wasn't enough electronic and too much uh, composition I felt like I, I didn't dislike the composition I thought it was it was generally it was generally really good but it was very tastefully done yeah it was very tasteful but I felt it was too much of that and not enough computer bleeps yeah because I mean that's that's what I expect when when I think oh oh my god Daft Punk's doing a soundtrack I mean that's gonna be awesome I mean, it's gonna be totally electronic and just Im you're imagining like the sound of bits and like flying at each other you're absolutely right that the uh, end titles and the res were really great i really liked the one where uh jeff bridges is talking the grid yes oh, yeah. that was so cool i was i was like driving to school and i was sitting in my car and i'm like this is awesome <laughs> And I was really actually kind of bummed that they didn't have any... Like, any more of that? Yeah, like no... Um, a little narration here and there could have actually been really good for the album. Yeah, it was tight. And then right on uh, at the end of the second disc, Caster and Reflections. Reflections I liked because that tied together all of the musical themes that were heavily used throughout the album, but it did so in a way where it was a new take on them. And Caster, just because it was it was totally Daft Punk, I felt that was one of the most Daft Punk-esque songs on the album. I think that Daft Punk, I don't think that they should consider this as an album. It did have a lot of Daft Punk type songs, but it still had that soundtrack sound to it. And even though I, I loved it, I thought it was great, I thought it, you know, it was totally Daft Punk, it still had that soundtrack, and I think that it should have been considered only as a soundtrack. I absolutely agree. I mean, if, if somebody had told me that they just took a guy, like a new composer, and they interviewed him, and he said, yeah, I really use Daft Punk as my influence, I could have said, okay, yeah, I, I kind of see that. Yeah, if it was somebody else, but then, like, actually it being Daft Punk? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's good. I mean, I don't know if I can tell people to go out and buy it, if only because you're going to have 27 tracks when you wish you had seven. <laughs> <laughs> Ser yeah, it, it, it is a lot to listen to, and actually me and Dakota have listened to it a lot. Yeah, this past week I've been playing it like in the middle of the night, basically. Uh, <laughs> I've been playing it while I've been walking through the, the streets of Fifth Avenue and 
Broadway and all that stuff. But and it's actually yeah, it's actually really cool uh, in, in like a, an urban setting. So. Oh yeah, I mean even not it doesn't have to be entirely urban. I mean my school is really populated. There's 2,500 kids that go there, and like just like being jostled around and like moving like quickly, like swiftly through the halls and stuff. I like to have delusions of grandeur. While yeah, good. actually, I actually get what you mean because there's been times where I'm walking through school and like the music fits perfectly for the scene. Like I, my mind just wanders off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I think you will get as much of this album as you need it, it, in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. I, I, I'm thinking that's going to fit the movie pretty good. It got me a little hyped for the movie. Um, I, I just recently saw that, or I, let, me, let me preface this. I thought for certain that this was going to be an epic fail, but as far as I've seen so far, as far as I've seen so far, this is <laughs> as much as I've seen. <laughs> as much as I've seen so far, it's gotten great reviews. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes yeah. gave it a pretty good review, so... Was it like, yeah, high 70s on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's pretty amazing? Yeah. Yeah, anything over 60 in Rotten Tomatoes is definitely worth looking into. <laughs> I don't know why, but like the line from the trailer that's in there always, for some reason, like, gets to me where the kid is standing with Jeff Bridges' old friend, and he says, what, do you think he's gonna be there, and he's gonna hold his arms out and say, sorry, kiddo, I just lost track of time? And the friend just stands there and goes, wouldn't that be something? And just walks away, and I'm like, that is just so cool. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, so overall, it was, it was really enjoyable. Or, I, I thought it was really enjoyable. There were some parts where it kind of dragged, but as, as soundtracks go, it's definitely, definitely worth buying, I, I say. Yeah, actually, I was thinking the same thing. As far as it being a soundtrack, it's a really good soundtrack because it has, although it does have that soundtrack feel to it, you, you definitely know that there was some artist that was put into it. Mm -hmm. yeah, okay, well then that's two votes for one vote against. I'd say go look up the tracks on YouTube. I, that's that's my opinion. All right, we have uh, time for one caller. His name is uh, John Paul Hart. Wait, is uh, he? Am I on? <laughs> yeah, you're on. Uh, big fan. For, uh, for a long time listener, first time caller. Well, we are we are glad to have you here, my friend. Go ahead. Yeah, I was curious. You know, after listening to your guys's review of the soundtrack, I just had one question. Yeah. What happens to us when we die? That's, that's another it's another episode. Um, what to happen? Listen to the soundtrack. You'll find out. You'll enter a grid. All right. You'll enter a grid. Uh, there's gonna be. <laughs> will Jeff Bridges be there? He will be yes. there. He will be ta He will be telling you where you're going. He'll be telling you. You're gonna be on a ship. You. You're gonna be on a motorcycle. You're gonna be throwing discs at that girl over there. And it's gonna be fun. He's gonna tell you Don't to enter a new world through a video game. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Bridges knows what happens after we die. Go ask him. I think he posted something on Twitter about that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, John Paul Anthony Hart, great friend, lover, dreamer, not really a fighter, and, and a long-time friend, and all-around delicious nuisance. 
Eh, he has no connection to me. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> well, um... It's actually kind of funny. A while back, before I had a Facebook account, Anthony and John Paul had Facebook accounts, and he was, fa he was friends with Anthony. I don't know how and why, but it happened. <laughs> it just happened it happen. randomly. It did happen, and I don't know if it was coincidence. I still don't know to this day, but um, they were friends according to Facebook. Yeah, I know what, what Facebook says is what goes. Okay, I feel as though we're starting to digress. So, the review is over. Two votes. San Dimas High School football rolled. <laughs> we don't live in San Dimas. He just hung up. <laughs> Thanks for your call, John Paul. It was, uh... That was delightful. It was, it was duly enjoyable. Totally random. Okay. So we may have um, an episode for you, I think maybe tomorrow night. Um, maybe. No promises. Yeah, maybe no promises. I'm definitely not promise, promising you anything. <laughs> you especially. You with those me? ears. No, no, not you. You uh, with those ears. There's a lot of ears with a lot of ears. Um, but uh, if we do, it will be an old album that we are bringing back and telling you guys about. But anyways, for this delightful little Sonic Opus soundtrack weeklet, um, this has been Kira Newton. Dakota Lopez. And Anthony Gunch. And Anthony Gunch. With special guest John Paul Hart. And so we will see you on Sunday or actually Monday. So. Won't you take it. me to Funky Town? Oh! <laughs> Happy listening, guys. You see that girl? With the glasses? No. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Isn't she Diva Head's cover? Totally. Oh my god, she smokes! Oh my god, she's evil! Great Odin's Raven, why not? We have to remind these delightful, thoughtful, Fans. attractive, delicious people to <laughs> give us money because it is the season of giving. And we need money to support the podcast. It's a lot of work and you can hit up our donate box on our Facebook site. There's a tab for it or if you go to our website sonic-opus.blogspot.com you can find a little donate box there any and everything is appreciated um so please uh if you if you can 
uh, give us money and support your local dentists.